You are now entering the MXU podcast. No credentials required. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 154 of the MXU podcast. I'm Jeff Sandstrom, and I'm here, as always, with my buddy, co-host, master of ceremonies, Dadu Worldwide himself, Jay Desai. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I just want you to know that it's 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it is. Like we should have parameters around recording podcasts, you know? Well, sometimes, you know, you have to do what your schedules permit, which today was in order to give the good people what they want, we had to get up early and knock it out. I had to get it done, you know? In the words of LL Cool J, we had to knock you out. I miss LL. Oh, man. I watch NCIS LA. <laughs> Of and course you do. <laughs> and it's awesome. <laughs> NCIS, all the NCIS shows go along with all my Chicago shows. Exactly. Know? Yeah. If, you know, did you see they started at NCIS Sydney? No. Hawaii kind of sucked too. So well, I, I, think, I think the producers probably just wanted a way to have an excuse to go around the world and shoot in great locations. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, we've got a we've got a related confession around my house. Did you ever watch Uh-oh. the show SWAT? Yeah, on CBS. Hondo, baby, Hondo. Hondo. So my wife and daughter are like binge watching SWAT because, first of all, I mean it's as clean as the driven snow as far as content, and you get to watch a little bit of like action movie physics at play, but it's not. It's not ridiculous. Right. And each episode's only like 40 minutes. And so they'll just sit down and binge watch. That's a, will you tell, some... tell Stella and Liz that I love SWAT too? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's great. I just like bad TV. Oh, it's it's crazy bad, but it's it's good. So anyway. Hunt, like the overacting by Hondo. Oh, so dramatic. It's like a Law & Order SVU with Detective Tutuwala. <laughs> the fact that you the have them all by name, really you're just... Yeah, the acting is really bad. Yeah, that's funny. So what have you been up to? Kind of wrapping up for the year, honestly. So I know you were doing some uh, Christmas planning lately. That's why we had to kind of squeeze this in, because you were in meetings and stuff all week last week. So Yeah, so we're doing something unique at the church house. Well, we have the Grove Women's event. Which are you doing that? I yes, think you I'll are. be there for that. Yeah. Yep. So you're doing that, and then um, I'm kind of just leading point on that. And then for Christmas, we have three campuses in Atlanta, so we have three different bands. We have an orchestral style band, an acoustic-y style band, and uh, and then like a, a what would be somewhat normal for us, just with some di- added singers and instrumentation. And they're rotating all three campuses. With the same engineer, so okay. same front of house of monitors, so makes life a little easy. So it's taking a little bit of logistical planning. Got it. For the three weeks in December, the same band and the same mixers are traveling from campus to campus together. Yeah, that's actually good. Maybe by the third week they'll get it right. Yeah, I'm one of the engineers, so doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of acoustic. I went uh, two weekends ago with my bride up to Knoxville and saw Ben Rector's acoustic show. So good. And it was 
awesome. If you guys have not seen Ben Rector live, I'm telling you, it was so fun. He is such a free and easy, genuine, authentic guy from the stage. His vocal was perfect. Like You feel I, like you're in his living room. It was, it was unreal. I mean, if you listen to his music, the vocal live sounded just like the record. I mean, intonation was perfect. Tone was exactly the same. His range and versatility and all that is just, it's phenomenal. So our buddy David Loy was mixing and crushed it. I mean, obviously it was just, it was a broken down kind of acoustic set, but those can be, those can be harder sometimes than a full band because it's so exposed. Yep. And they're, yeah, they're non-forgiving. Yeah. It's not like you can tuck electric two down in there right? or bury the keys if the player sucks. No, it was, it was keys and acoustics and vocals and it was awesome. I, we had such a great time. Yeah, he's doing a an orchestra run next year with Cody Fry. That'll be awesome. Yeah, Cody's a beast too. Um, you know, our boy Corey Wong came out of that camp too. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. Um, I went and saw N two B Need to Breathe this weekend, which was awesome. Dustin was like 160 feet from the state. He was at Gwinnett. Oh wow! Uh, All the way back. Him. Yeah. Sounded awesome. Good. They had the PA up pretty high, uh, KSL rig, but Dustin's a good engineer. Yeah, man. That's uh, awesome. I'm going to tell a quick story about Dustin. Dustin and I met years ago. Um, I'm going to have to tell him to tune into the podcast. I met years ago at a festival. I was with Crowder. It was early days of Crowder post David Crowder band. Yep. And we were still figuring it out. It was just me and the band. No texts, no nothing. Wow. Eight-piece band and just me. It, you know, it was tough times. And that was back in the day when you when you looked at the stage and it looked like the set of Sanford and Son just kind of blew up all over every everything. I mean, literally gear everything. everywhere. Yeah. Phenomenal players. We were building the band. Yeah. Um, so we had all these phenomenal players, but not really festival type of band, you know. Not festival friendly, no. No. And for the record, by once I had hired crew like Mark Cole, uh, Wes, Nolan, Noah, we had this crew. We had gotten festivals down. We just built a system that was, it required no one else to patch. Yeah. And we just handed tails. It's amazing how many people can't count to 48. And we, would, we called our, uh, our crew uh, Team No Mispatch. <laughs> nice. uh, Daniel Ellis had an appearance with us for a while there. It yeah. was great. Um, but uh, so we were doing this uh, festival, and Dustin was the production manager. We had never met. And uh, Phil Bledsoe was there. Nice. He was the house guy. And basically, people weren't responding to Dustin on the radio because our changeover was taking too long. So he just sent the, he got pissed off and just sent the MC while you're changing over. Yeah, I had just gotten to front of house to start doing a line check. And David get David walks out on stage and he just goes, Well, someone thought it was a good idea for us to start now, but don't worry, I see the timer's already started. So I won't go over time, but you guys are gonna get a few less songs because we got a sound check. <laughs> and we continued the sound check with the PA with on. With the PA on. Oh man. Well, I am hot. I am just I'm mad. Yeah. Last song comes around. I'm sure it was I Saw the Light. 
And uh, I tell Phil, I was like, you got the desk? He's like, yeah. And I walk to stage. And Dustin and I are nose to nose. We're actually really belly to belly. We couldn't get nose to nose. <laughs> but, I mean, I've, I, you know, we've got hands in each other's chests, hands on shoulders, and we're just on the deck going for it. 99% positive Crowder put 20 down on Dustin. He didn't even bet on me. Well, um, if you know Dustin, that kind of goes without saying. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, got a low, you got a low center of gravity, but he's got a few LBs on you. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it was just, we're, th- this guy and I were never going to be friends. Well, go down the road a few months, Matt Geis calls me, and he's like, hey, so you met Dustin. So I was like, yeah, and, you know, I'm like, screw that guy, blah, blah, you know, just doing the shtick. And he goes, well, you guys would actually be really good friends, and so you're just going to have to give him another chance. And the next time I saw him, I'm pretty sure Dustin apologized, and then I apologized, and we've we became friends. We've done shows together, and blah blah blah. Just, anyways, he's a he's a good dude. Yeah, that first interaction was not. We laugh about it. Yeah, we laughed about it the other night when I went to the Need to Breathe show, and uh, it just goes to show you just don't know, you know. Yeah. I, like I was fine never knowing that guy ever again, but guys was just like, and Dustin and I become decent friends and mad respect for each other you know that's awesome so speaking of i saw the light a few weeks ago liz and i went to something that you would absolutely love so there's a thing that happens here in greenville about once a quarter maybe a little more often but it's on sunday night at a local brewery here in greenville and it's called hymns and hops so basically what happens is Everybody shows up at like 6.30. They grab a beer from this local brewery. And this band starts leading everybody in a hymn sing. And so for you, you know, with your, you know, Welsh choir boy background and your love of old church music and your love of hoppy beverages, I mean, it is an evening made for Dadu Worldwide. It is like... They start the night with, you know, stuff like I saw the light, this little light of mine, old kind of gospel things. And then they'll go into all of your favorite hymns. Like I got to sing my Jesus, I love thee, great is thy faithfulness, all these things. And then they end the night with it as well. And people are singing at the top of their lungs the whole time. Like literally, I'll send you a video. It is like massively loud. There's a couple hundred people there in this little area that's kind of a restaurant area at this brewery, 13 Stripes Brewery. Shout out to you guys. It was awesome. It was like, man, I wish they would do this. I wish they would do this every Sunday night. It was so good. I love that. That's cool. I might have to come up. I think we should start a Hymns and Hops franchise and just have a hymn sing with a pint of beer every Sunday night and just I've I've seen it other places. Like I remember seeing nothing is sustained long term, you know? Yeah. It was either a one time special event. Um but you know, all those great writers, they're all writing in breweries. Yeah. Or well they're you know, pubs, yeah, they're ill houses. There are some very famous hymns that are based on popular pub songs. Pub tunes. Yeah. Yeah. So the Wesleys had their fair share of uh, writing in a pub. 
Wrong podcast. Sorry, that's this is that's the worship podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Move, move over, Brewster. We're coming in. That's right. But you know, it's funny. The reason they did that was because for people who couldn't read, you know, you write a song based around a tune that they already know. And as we know, you know, if you put words to music, especially if you can recognize the music, you're going to remember the words. So why not tie the truths of scripture to a song that's already in your head and heart and bring the people closer to the good Lord? I mean, it's awesome. Like, what would be some great modern songs to Actually, I really do hate it now when churches change lyrics of mainstream songs. Yeah, it is annoying. But But back then, it made sense. Yeah, but like... You're not really going to get like a a, a hymn out of the melody of Cisco's thong song, you know? No, or Baby Got Back even, or... Yeah, we should stop. Okay, (laughs) yeah, this is is going down Um, down There is a book that someone gave me years ago called Vin Sings My Song, and it's about hymns Mm. and history and stuff. Yeah, I've read that. It's actually really... It's awesome. It's a really, really, really good book. Well, hey, speaking of the Worship Podcast, you guys need to go and check out the Worship Podcast. Stephen Brewster is the host, and he interviews worship leaders who are just the top of the top in terms of current music and songwriting, and uh, they talk a lot about how to get your music, if you're writing original music for your church, how to get that out to the people at large, and just great tips on heart posture and writing and collaboration and all that stuff. So uh, go check out the MXU Worship Podcast hosted by Stephen Brewster, and you will not be disappointed. I love that. That would be good. Um, are you mixing any stuff in Christmas? Outside? Yeah, I know you're coming down to do... Yeah, so I'll be in Atlanta. I'm mixing at my church uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and then the next week I'll be at Passion City. I'm going to kind of um, look over the shoulder of one of the guys who is on your crew. And then the next day is the Grove Women's Ministry Christmas event, so I'll be mixing for that Monday night uh, of that week. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there just mingling. You oh know? man, I can't. Well, you know. I'm telling you, these these ladies better look out because when Jay starts to mingle, if you're single, Jay's ready to mingle. It's going to be uh, uh, holly jolly Christmas. Let's just say that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go see Teddy Swims. Oh, cool. I don't know. Um, he's an Atlanta guy, and he's playing, and my sister really wanted to go see him, so I'm going to uh, go see him this week at the old Tabernacle. Nice. That'll be good. And then I've got some tickets to Atlanta Symphony. I don't really go to shows, but here I am, like, going to shows. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of how we felt lately, too. The symphony at Christmas is kind of just awesome. Yeah, it's kind of a mandatory, like, if you can make it, you got to go. I don't don't know. I mean, I know there's a lot of people listening who are in the throes of getting ready to just be bombarded by Christmas. You know, if you haven't read Todd Elliott's book, I love Jesus, but I hate Christmas. I mean, that's a must-read for any church church production folks. But I'm so grateful to not be in that position this year. It's like I feel like I'm tapering now to the end of the year, and a lot of people are ramping up still. And you know, I've heard from guys who have you know 18 Christmas services, or you know, between rehearsals and events, they're they're going to be doing 30 different things. And I just want you guys to know that we are feeling it for you. And we're, even though we're not doing it ourselves, we're in it with you. Uh, we're just praying for you. Want to encourage you, um, you know, find time in the heat of all of that to look your kids in the eye and 
celebrate some kind of Christmas moments with them, even in the midst of the chaos, because those are the things that you want your kids and your wife to remember instead of, man, dad was gone the whole time I was off school and we didn't do anything. It's like, man, we got to figure out how to shift that a little bit so that you can make your family your priority as often as you can. Yeah, you just got to find time. It's okay to wake up a tad early. Well, here's the thing. You're not going to find time. You have to make time. Because if you think think you're going to find time, there isn't going to be any time because time is a thief. So you got to cut that sucker off at the knees and just make time. Like you said, get up a half hour early so that you can make breakfast for your kids or do a task that you need to do so that you can be available later in the day, even just for a few minutes when they get home from school. So, yeah. Have some solid boundaries, man. Tell your boss to call me. <laughs> don't. Actually, don't. Please don't. Um, Ray, Corey, our dear friend, yeah, said something yesterday. He said, how we do anything is how we do everything. Mm. And like it, we're, we're talking about something similar on this topic, uh, more, more about character. And, and uh, it, I haven't been able to shake it for a full day. Yeah. How we do anything is how we do everything. That's so good. So many times we want the shortcut, you know? Yeah. It's just not, not worth it. So good. So we've got a good interview today. Uh, a few weeks ago, I sat down with some of the guys from IPS. So many of you know IPS based on our partnership with them on the live event side in terms of their uh, touring and event experience. And they provided a lot of the production resources we needed to pull off MXU Live. But they also have an integration division. So that's led by Michael Casey, who some of you know through his um, involvement with L Acoustics over the years. And then Rob Searcy and John Conant were on the call as well. And it's just a great look into their company and their heart behind how they want to serve churches and help you build your ministry vision and execute that well. So let's... uh, Did you ask them what IPS stands for? I think it stands for... Integrated Production Solutions. I was hoping it was going to be cooler, like Insane Production Ship, you know? Well, if they need anybody to help them steer their ship, then you would be the perfect man to do that. <laughs> hard P. Hard, hard P. P, yeah. So <laughs> let's let's get to that conversation right after this. Hey, everybody. I wanted to let you know about a great offer from our friends at The Church Co. They build church websites completely for free. They will handle the migration of your existing website over to their platform and can even manage it for you ongoing. The Church Co. is a complete digital platform for churches, including websites, apps, giving, prayer, small groups, SEO, Google advertising, and more. Best of all, it's integrated with all of the major CHMSs like Planning Center and PushPay, to name a couple. If you're interested in upgrading your website and simplifying its management, use our promo code MXU to save 20% on your first three months. Thanks so much. Hey, everybody. A few months ago, we had Paul Cox from Capture Collab on the podcast, and we talked about the importance of storing and organizing all of your church's photography. 
Capture Collab is a tool built specifically for churches to handle this. From capturing to uploading and then tagging, it's the ideal photo storage and sharing system that lets you never lose a photo again. Imagine searching for photos of people in your foyer holding a coffee and your library scoping down directly to photos meeting those specifications. If you're tired of sending out links and searching through folders, use the promo code MXU to save when you sign up for Capture Collab. Well, we're excited today to be joined by some of the crew from IPS. Now, most of you have heard about IPS through our MXU live events, um, but IPS has basically two divisions, the, the live event and production division for concerts and tours and conferences, and then an integration division where um, Michael and Rob and John, who are with us today, represent. So we had a conversation last year with IPS about the live side of what they do, but Today, we're going to talk about the integration side. So Michael Casey is with us, and he's the director of sales for the integration division of IPS. So Michael, welcome. Why don't you introduce everybody to Rob and John, since they're relatively new to the team? Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much for having us on. Um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, <laughs> Rob, uh, Rob's our director of design, came on a few months ago. Um, Rob can give you a little bit of his history at some point here, but he's longtime church tech director. Um, and is now serving on the team with us. It's really great. And then John Conant is our lead designer, uh, resident smart guy. He's uh, He's been in the industry a really long time. I've worked with him before in the past and just really excited to have him on the team with us. That's cool. Well, we appreciate all of your team and their heart for the church and helping uh, with church projects. And, you know, you, you guys do a lot of work with touring artists who were in churches and on Christian tours. And so, um, you know, I know that Nick and the whole team at IPS is committed to that. And, you know, obviously with your partnership with us and helping support our live event, you know, we're just, we're grateful for the relationship and um, just appreciate you guys and your commitment to helping church teams continue to get better and to have the resources they need to serve their communities in the best possible way. So um, Rob, why don't you give us a little bit of your background just so we can kind of get a feel for where you come from and what you guys are up to. Yeah. So um, I am currently based out of Tampa, Florida, um, which is where I grew up. Uh, Florida boy through and through. I uh, grew up near the water, love the water, still do. Um, we recently came back um, from Birmingham, Alabama. I was uh, serving at Shades Mountain Baptist Church there okay. um, for 16 years. Um, and uh, we moved back just to uh, be closer to help some family um, and uh, let our kids uh, spend some time with, with some of our uh, grandparents and great-grandparents while they, while they could. Um, but previous to Shades, um, I was a touring engineer. Um, I uh, grew up in the church, 14 uh, was my first soundboard, um, and uh, and loved it. Loved being behind the scenes. Um, loved having uh, a chance to contribute without having to be in front of everyone, um, and uh, and just kind of grew a passion through that. Um, love music. Uh, I'm a pianist, a vocalist, um, and through college, kind of got connected. Uh, with a couple of groups that um, ended up traveling with, um, and and so spent a few years um, 
touring uh, in country and uh, mostly Christian um, and um, spent some time at theme parks, uh, interim tech director here or there. Um, we landed, uh, once we got married and started, started with family, uh, landed at Shades and like I said, spent 16 years there. Uh, and now with IPS. So that's awesome. Well, that's a lot of diverse experience. And uh, the theme park world can be very stressful because you're, you know, running and gunning, you know, changing over shows from week to week or day to day or hour to hour sometimes. Yes. And dealing with weather and, you know, all kinds of stuff. I've, um, I've been around that world some and spent a lot of time in college actually in the theme park world. So I know how crazy that can be. So between that and church world and touring, you've got uh, a good picture from personal experience of a lot of things that can go right and be great. And a lot of things that can be chaotic and go wrong. So I'm sure it's a perfect uh, sort of experience for doing what you're doing now, which is awesome. So you're, you're on the um, kind of the design side. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, my technical title is the director of design. Um, I get to kind of spearhead that team, which currently is, is John and I, uh, and a couple other guys that are coming in, we're excited about. Um, and yeah, you know, when I, um, transitioned from, from shades mountain to be closer to some family, um, you know, there were questions where people were kind of wanting to know, you know, oh, you're, you're leaving working with the church. And that was never really um, the goal. The goal was always to find a different way to be able to serve and support churches as a whole. Um, and uh, being able to join IPS was, was really kind of an answer to that um, call of me still wanting to be able to serve and support. I love the mission of the church, um, getting to do it on a larger size. Um, and with a great team um, of people is just a huge benefit, a big, big plus. That's awesome. So, John, how about you? Why don't you give us a little bit of your background? Yeah, so uh, going all the way back, I'm a, a pastor's kid, grew up playing in the worship band, running sound every Sunday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, you know, all through high school. And that's what got me into music, got me into sound. Um and then, yeah, I moved out to Nashville in like 2009, kind of go to school out here, stuck around, found work. So, uh, yeah, worked in a lot of different avenues of, of sound and, and production out here in the last, you know, 13, 14 years. Um, everything from mixing, mixing clubs in college, uh, doing studio work, trying to be a freelance studio engineer, trying to do that on my own, then working for touring production companies, you know, um, building big rigs and all that stuff. And then got into integration probably 2017, 2018, um, worked with Michael, you know, previous, previous endeavors. And, um, but yeah, I really like integration. I really enjoy the, the building aspect. I like building big toys. I've kind of always said that was my motivation is is building things and it's cool to build things that stay together. You know, it's, it's fun. (laughs) Touring, touring is awesome, but it's also sad to still spend a lot of time building this cool thing that's up for a day or two days. And you're just like, Oh, I could have tinkered with that forever. You know, that's right. Um, but it is, it is fun to do things that stay in place and that are integrated into a building. I think when I was younger, part of my, like, I always had this idea that I wanted to be an architect when I was kind of in my high school days. And I don't think I was smart enough to do that, but I, I think integration is a great middle place for, <laughs> uh, being in, being into sound and audio and production. And also like, 
doing stuff with buildings and like, you know, getting to speak into how buildings are constructed and, you know, how can we shape a room to, to be, you know, the most advantageous thing. So, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of my thing. Again, started out and playing in church, working in church. My whole family's involved in church music in some way or the other. So it's kind of a natural thing that I found my way back into that working with a lot of our clients. And I, I feel like that, uh, one thing I really like about this is that you, you, I have a common connection with a lot of people we work with just having been in their shoes in some sense. And you tend to work with, I think very nice people in this industry. And so, yeah, that's, that's always a fun thing for me, but that's very cool for both of you guys. I think your, your understanding of some of the struggle that church folks go through because of your experience, you know, having grown up in church, having, you know, been behind the soundboard or been on stage playing music, you know, your whole growing up, I think both of you have just a, a, a keen awareness of kind of the struggle that some church folks are dealing with, whether it's, whether it's with a new project or not, you know, it's, it could be just in conversation about, you know, some of the struggle with how to manage a team or how to develop volunteers or how to, you know, encourage people to focus on a certain aspect of the mission. It's, you know, it, it's different coming to to the church with solely a technical or gear or manufacturer background versus having been there and done that in a lot of ways. You know, you've you've experienced the highs and lows of ministry, you know, John with you growing up in a pastor's family, you know, I I, I was the same way. It's like there's a different perspective that you get when you're in the building every time the doors are open versus, you know, somebody who's coming in with a manufacturer mindset or just a gear-based mindset. It's just a different conversation. It's a different level of relatability. And I think that's really important. So that's that's awesome. And Michael, last but not least, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Well, I'm Michael. Uh, so I also grew up in church. Uh, went to college to be a worship leader, actually. Uh, I have a degree in music. Um, but while I was there, I learned oh, there's this tech thing and you can have a job and a career doing this. This is cool. And uh, I met my wife there uh, mixing for a touring group. And um, after college, I worked at uh, several different churches, large Baptist churches in the South. You know, it's pretty easy to find those these days. They're all over the place. Um, but uh, yeah, I was on staff at First Baptist Jacks in Orlando um, as audio director before I ventured out into... Um, I guess the world of sales, uh, I did move on, uh, worked for L Acoustics for a little while. I uh, can't say enough good things about those people. Um, and then moved into integration, I guess, in 2017. Man, the years really fly by really quick. But uh, no, I, I, I think I definitely left college thinking, um, you know, ministry is definitely for me. And um I think one of the great things about what I do now is instead of being at that one church and that's what I do now, um, I work with, I, I can't even count, you know, how, how many churches that I might've impacted over the past few years and the relationships that I've built. Um, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, I, I think, uh, I was catching up on the podcast recently. I heard like Zach Brady was on two or three episodes ago. Yep. Um, I, so at, first Orlando when I started we bought a DNB rig I met Zach Brady back then and you know honestly he is just one of the guys that I lean on for just a lot of things uh in this world like you know just just a good dude to bounce bounce things off of I feel like in this world of me being a sales guy 
and meeting with clients left and right all the time, um, you develop some really good relationships that turn into friendships. And yeah. uh, that's just something really cool. And I just, I just love that about my job. That's awesome. Well, you know, it's funny. You mentioned Zach from DNB. Uh, we did a workshop with DNB on just loudspeakers and PA design. And, you know, some of it was DNB specific, but most of it was not. Most of it was just helping people understand how PA systems work and what questions to ask when you're doing an upgrade or a new project and how to understand, you know, how to troubleshoot your system, whether it's a DNB product or not. And we just, we love those guys. And, you know, I love Zach's heart for just, helping the church. And I think, you know, through the years of what we've done with MXU, I think that's one of the most gratifying things for me is surrounding ourselves with people who have a like-minded mission and vision for helping the church, whether it's a manufacturer or an integrator. Um, and really, you know, I, th I think our community is, is better because of guys like you and them and you know, Ryan and Kyle from Digico and, you know, all the other, all the other guys that we get to interact with every day. It's just, it's, it's gratifying for me to see partners of MXU and others who really care more about helping a church further their mission and their vision right. rather yeah. than just sell a piece of gear and, mm -hmm. you know, put up an LED wall or whatever the case may be. Now, one good thing about hearing your guys' story is that all four of us have a primarily audio background, so we don't have to really get into lighting and video today, which is awesome because who, who wants that? I mean, it's, it's Friday, you know, we could be on the golf course, but instead we're talking in this conversation. So might as well talk about audio, right? That's right. Right. But we do need to talk about golf at some point because, um, you know, cause you and I played together last year on Digico's team. Yeah. Yeah. On Digico's team at the AES event in Nashville. And uh, I think we need to do that again because we we need to uh, just go and win that thing. I think we need to only show if I get across. to see Ryan Shelton swing a golf club. Um, I, I don't I think like that's going to happen. Every year we stop it. You know, we stop at his booth. Digico always has the booth on hole ten. At I think I think it's hole ten at that club. And um, I tr I try to talk him into it, but he is just unwilling. He does not but waver. he is good at giving out swag and snacks and uh, making everybody feel welcome. So, absolutely. I got I got the coolest Digico high vis vest two years ago when I played, and every time I wear it, somebody asks if they can have it or where to get one. So, <laughs> Ryan, if there's more Digico high vis vests out there, people want them. So, that's funny. So. Tell me what you guys are excited about right now. Like, is there a particular project that you're working on that you're doing something new or um, interacting with a, a team of people who's thinking about things differently or just like what's going on in your world that is lighting you up right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we work a lot, a lot of, with churches. Uh, I think what you said earlier um, about gear, like we we don't really focus on gear normally. Like it's more about the relational side and how we can help churches do what they do. Um, but there is this one specific project we're working on right now that um, I can't really state a name, but the gear is really cool. Um, okay. Doing a 180 degree curved led VR studio, uh, VR XR studio. Very and nice. um, it is, uh, I, I did not realize how big that, 
I guess that world is until <laughs> we really hopped into this one. I mean, John, you can probably speak way more technical about it than me, but it's one of the cooler things that I think we've done or I've done ever. So we do have to talk about video. We A do have to bit, talk yeah. about video. <laughs> <See>. <laughs> but LEDs like the fun side of video, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard more technical terms for the first time in this project than I have in a while, like ghost frames. Like that's a new thing for me, uh, which is like, you know, interlaying different types of video at different frame rates. So different cameras can pick them up from different angles. And that's pretty wild. So doing interesting things like that. Um, Wait a second. So yeah, just, you, you're talking about like two different images on the screen at the same time, but they're invisible to somebody who doesn't have the camera pointing at them at the right frame rate. Exactly. Correct. So like the, the, the experience <laughs> in the room can be different than the experience online. Right. Yeah. It's pretty okay. wild. Some kind of deep so, fake thing going on here. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, 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 it is wild. Yeah. But yeah. The, the, yeah. Just the infrastructure for all that stuff and how to pull all that off is like, like being a mostly audio person, you know, signal flow is important, but in the video world, you know, like, there's all these other intricate things that are like, oh, that's kind of like audio. It's just it's just crazy signal flow, you know, just keeping track of ins and outs and where things go. And yeah, that's uh, it's it's interesting and, that's and a lot very of fun, cool for sure. So in this particular project, how big is the wall itself? It's it's uh, I'm trying to remember. So if you take the uh, you know the diameter of the semicircle, I think it's 40 feet across, something like that. And then you know you can basically stand in the middle of this thing, and your peripheral is completely surrounded by. Wow. You know, LED. So um, cool things happening there for sure. Man, I would say for me, one of the most exciting things is um, just being kind of new to a team, uh, a newer team. Um, and just the the dynamics that comes with that, um, with uh, being with like-minded people, um, starting to kind of cast some vision together. And seeing those things start to come in alignment um, and moving forward, like as we're kind of growing as a team, we, we met about a month ago um, and did kind of a, a little week, uh, a week together where we, we had some golf outings, we ate good food, we um, just kind of talked about the future of where we were heading um, with the department and um, just seeing, seeing different people's um, kind of ideas and, um, skill sets come together, um, really kind of fires me up. Um, it was one of the biggest draws, uh, you know, coming from mostly a live, uh, a live environment, whether that was in a church or, or touring or theme park, whatever, um, coming from that into integration had, you know, I, I was a little, uh, hesitant at first. I wasn't sure, you know, um, that it was going to be the, the right, the right groove. But one of the things that really excited me was, um, getting to work with a team, um, and specifically this, the team that's been kind of being assembled currently is, is super, super, um, exciting for me. Um, I've always loved, um, uh, that was one of the things I love the most about uh, when I've worked in churches is the chance to invest in other people to kind of, you know, uh, take what, what some great mentors and some, some yeah. very knowledgeable people that are still in my life have given to me, have invested in me over the years, um, to be able to, to share that with others. Um, whether that's, you know, 
um, just for, for a Sunday, or if that's something that they're looking to, to turn into long-term, but to be able to share that investment in a, with others, um, to come along, you know, for the, for the same common goal, um, has always just kind of fired me up. And, and that's been the most exciting thing so far, uh, for me, um, with IPS, um, and the chance to, to, you know, like Michael said, we've, we've got lots of contacts that John and I first met, um, awesome. I was the customer and John was the program, the lead programmer on a, a large job that we did at shades. Um, and so now getting to, uh, kind of bring that together, uh, and work side by side, it's, it's been really cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that that's kind of my ramble, but, um, yeah, the team and getting to just kind of work together as we're, um, casting some new vision and direction is, is really exciting. That's cool. I've always thought, you know, if you get the right six people in a room, you can do just about anything. And so, you know, the way you're doing that is as IPS and getting the right people in the right role. I'm sure you feel that sense of momentum and traction and all those things just kind of start to fire on all cylinders because, you know, get the right people on the right seat on the bus. And it's like, you, you know, you'd be amazed at what you can do. So that's cool to hear. And I'm glad to know that that's happening because anytime that happens, you know, in whatever company, it's, it's an incredible feeling. We feel that at MXU every day. You know, the guys who run our development team and our office staff and the people who are, you know, building the platform and recording content. It's like as we continue to assemble the right team, it's so much more fun to be around and it's so much more exciting to see how things can happen faster and more efficiently because you've just got the right people doing the right thing. So that's that's cool. I hope that church teams can figure that out as well and feel that because that's, that's an exciting thing to be a part of. You know, I think, you know, as we think about how to help churches build a healthy volunteer culture, it can even apply to that as well. You know, you have a volunteer who feels like they're a part of something big and they're a part of something that, you know, they're essential for. It's like, of course, they're going to show up next week because they feel like they're part of a team that's just all in and kind of holding on for dear life to see what God's going to do next. It's like, those are the those are the kinds of teams that we're really trying to help churches build because that's where big things really start to happen. That energy becomes contagious, you know, totally uh, in in a great way, um, and especially when you uh, when you allow the space um, for for the dreaming for the growing to happen, um, and it's you know it's just a it's an it's a recipe for just good things in my mind. Yeah. It's infectious. Yeah. And to tag onto that, I think that, I mean, that's really just what we try to do. I think that, uh, back to Zach again, what he mentioned was like, find an integrator you want to work with. Um, I think just us having a healthy team and a strong team, it, it really allows us to just come alongside the, the client or the church, understand their mission, have conversations and, and help them reach their end goal. Uh, I know, I know a lot of times it's, it's the tech guy, you know, that's been at the church for years trying to communicate to his exec staff that, Hey, like we need to upgrade this piece of gear or it's going to fail. And I think it's, it's our job to help communicate that we, we want to come in and just be another staff member throughout these projects. And, you know, as, 
as a church is working through upgrading or or fixing broken parts and pieces to their systems, it's it's our job to clearly communicate and help them do what's best for their ministry, not just the next cool piece of gear. Um, I I feel like you know uh, as a Christian, like one day I'm going to have to answer for what I do in this life, and I. I just try to be careful to always look out for what is best for the church rather than what's the next cool piece of gear. Um, and just, and just really make sure that I feel like if, if we as a company do what's right and, you know, really focus on the ministry and what, what they're trying to achieve, I think that, um, that creates a good partner and that's what we try to be. That's awesome. All right, so we we hinted at it a minute ago, but I got to know, Michael, how is your golf game these days? Um, I don't want to brag, but I had two hole in ones last year. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that is a good year. So, tell me. Uh, you did want to brag. Tell me about one of them. Like so what was, okay, what was I'll, special I'll just about give you it. the quick rundown. Okay. Uh, my so. My wife's on staff at First Baptist Orlando here. That's where I'm based is Orlando. Uh, they have a just a tournament every year. Like, you know, church members come, shoot out. Uh, they were giving away a car on a hole, and we got to that hole. And you all hit from the tees you're supposed to hit from, but they also do a closest to the pin competition from the red tees. Okay. Uh, so we all, like, we hit the green, I think, from the back tee, but no hole-in-one, obviously. But So we're just all kind of get through the hole as quick as we can. 83 yards, sand wedge, 18 inches past the hole, spun it back in. We're like, well, this is great. Too bad it's from the wrong tee box. No car. Because oh. you, you had to be from the back tee box for the car. Yeah, because the insurance but, uh, companies who do those giveaways correct. make sure that you're at least 175 yards on a par yeah. three or whatever it is. Yeah, I think it, it was is. playing like 176 <laughs> from yeah. back there. And, uh, uh, so yeah, it was cool. But then two months later, I, uh, I, was, I had another one. It was great. It was a really good year. So That's what about you? Amazing. How's your golf game these days? You know, it's it's been up and down. I got to play a lot this summer, which was great. Uh, I went to a lot of really cool courses because I played a lot uh, on the Dude Perfect tour uh, nice. with with Rusty Anderson, and so we had a, we had a ball. But then, like toward the end of the summer, I don't know what happened, but my swing just fell apart. So I'm in the process of trying to get it dialed back in. No holes in one for me this year, so maybe that should be a good goal. So First Baptist Orlando, you must you must know Jason Hodges. I know Jason very well. He lives uh, about a block from me. Yeah, right behind this window behind me. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. He's uh, my wife serves under him. Okay, cool. Yeah, so he and his wife Allison were a part of North Point back in the day, and so I worked with Allison a lot uh, at the Buckhead Church because she was the director of kids stuff at Buckhead when we first launched that campus, and uh, I worked with her every Sunday. So that's a lot of a lot of memories, a lot of great times with that family. So yeah, please tell them Jason I said hello. I will. They were at our house just a few weeks ago hanging out. That's so, awesome. Yeah, they're good, good people. Yeah. Great. Well, guys, I really appreciate you guys being here today and sharing kind of the heart behind the integration side of IPS. I know that the live side is still running and gunning. So what's new on that side of the house that you can kind of clue everybody in on? Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're so busy all the time. I think, uh, coming up here into the middle of Q3 is probably their busiest time of year. Uh, I mean, we work with a lot of, um, country acts, uh, CCM. I I mean, your former employer, Chris Tomlin is a customer. 
Yep. Um, I think we have the lighting package out with him and then we, the kingdom. Um, but I mean, on that side we're we're always adding to inventory, trying to, to have the, the most up-to-date gear out on the road. Um, so that's a thing, but I think that also is an advantage to some of our church clients because we're, we're recycling through that, that used gear, you know, maybe every three or four years, instead of a lot of used gear you see on the market is 10, 12 years old. So, um, I mean, that's just another cool, I think, add on that we bring, um, that we get as an addition on the integration side from the production side. So, uh, yeah, they're busy. It's good. It's a good time. So for people who are interested in finding out more about IPS or maybe considering you guys for an upcoming project or upgrade, what's the best way to get in touch? Oh, yeah. Just uh, reach out to us on IPS.live or head on over to the uh, MXU website. That's right. You guys are a partner. So if you go to getmxu.com and go to the partners page, all of our partners are listed there and just click the IPS button and it'll take you straight to the website. Cool. Well, guys, thanks so much for being here today. John and Rob, it was great to see you. And hear about your story. Um, once again, I just appreciate your guys' heart for the church and for helping teams get better. And I can't wait to hear more about that top secret XR project. That sounds <laughs> very, very cool. Same. Thanks, Jeff, so much for having us. Absolutely. Appreciate yeah, you guys. Yeah, thank you. I think all those guys are smarter than me. I just think that integration people think differently. I like want to load it in, rock it up, and get out. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that they... They do both. You know, they've got a team of guys who are in the thick of it with concerts and touring production support and live events and all that. And then, you know, the other team, the other side of the house that can do the drawings and planning and logistics and all the things that require, you know, a good integration of a system. So I think that's one thing that's cool about their company is they kind of serve the best of both worlds yeah i love it well it's been fun hanging with you what are you doing for thanksgiving um my brother-in-law is making burgers he told us burgers so i think yeah okay you know i mean we're just non-traditional as it gets one he's american he's from atlanta he's full-blooded american yeah so I don't know why he wants burgers, but but the rest of the family is not. So we're 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 Indian Brits. Yeah, you know, we don't even know what Thanksgiving is. Right. You guys are you guys are running away from the Brits. Uh, you know. So I don't know what you want us to do, but I'll just take the day off and eat. Well, I'm happy. At about least it. you get the benefit of the feasting. Yeah. 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 I'll give thanks. How about that? I'll wake up. Oh, that's here. good. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that, I would just encourage everybody like. You know, obviously the food's awesome. Don't skip over Thanksgiving, though. Too many times, especially in this world of busyness and production and all that, it's easy to just sort of overlook Thanksgiving. But there's so much that we can get from gratitude. So just take time to be grateful um, in the midst of the chaos. And as I said before, just know that we're cheering you on from the sidelines. If there's anything we can specifically pray for you for, please let us know because we want to be in the thick of this Christmas season with you and uh, support you however we can. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible Thanksgiving. We're grateful for you. Dadu, I am thankful for you, my friend, and uh, look forward to getting together in person soon so I can hug your neck. I'll see you I'll see you at that women's thing, you know? Yeah, well, I might not see you because you might be... Yeah, that's true. I might be mingling hard. In the back hallways, mingling. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Much love. All right. You too. Tell buddy. Stella and Liz. I said, uh, I sure will. Bye. <laughs>